What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 93. We know who won the NBA finals now. Heck yeah. It's Golden State Warriors. Some of the boys were at the parade. We couldn't make it, but uh, we were there in spirit. You know, Watched a lot of baseball. it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk baseball. Uh, pretty, I want to say concise, but we're not talking about a ton of different things in this episode. Usually we'll have like 10 topics throughout the episode where we'll go over just a couple NBA things that might take a little bit longer and then a couple MLB things that are probably going to take a bit longer as Deep well. conversation. Exactly. Halftime, we're going to be talking about the College World Series, the Stanley Cup that's going on, the NBA draft that's happening uh, here in a couple of days and just a couple other things that have happened over the past few days that are big sports news, such as Rob Gronkowski hanging up the cleats. Yeah. But uh, before we get to all of that, let's go ahead and get to our opener. Skyler, what do you got for yours? Yeah, I got an A's win on Sunday. And uh, you may be surprised, but this hasn't been happening very recently. And I got to see it in person. 4 nothing win over the Royals. The rookie, Jared Koenig, five and two-thirds scoreless. Saw some bombs. Seth Brown, Sean Murphy right in front of us. So uh, that was great. Definitely the best thing I saw this week. Yeah. Uh, best thing I saw this week has to be the dubs winning the championship. I think Skeller would have put that. Yeah. It's his as well. If I didn't put mine as the dubs winning on there, uh, but I mean, this one, this one, it, it hits different. I think clay and, and Draymond and Steph and Iggy all have been saying that, but it hits different. And the reason why it hits different is because in 2017, 2018, I feel like I took it for granted, but it was such a given, you know, like it wasn't like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. It's who, who are the Warriors going to beat in the finals is really all it was. We just didn't know who we were going to beat. Obviously, we beat the Cavs those two years there. Uh, but those two years were just, they seemed like it was going to happen. And if it wasn't going to happen, it's the season of disappointment. This year, so much more uncertainty. And so that makes just winning so much more sweeter or, or more sweet, whatever you want to phrase that. I don't know the proper grammar for that, but mm. seeing Steph get his fourth, Clay get his fourth, Draymond and Iggy get their fourth, Looney get his third, uh, and seeing the young guys or, or guys not even young, but uh, have been around the league for a long time, like Otto Porter, Wiggins, uh, seeing those guys get rings is really, really cool. And I think Draymond, I think said that as well too, where, you you don't ever get back the feeling of winning your first finals. And so the way that you get back to that, that feeling is by looking and feeling how Wiggins feels, how Otto Porter feels guys that have struggled within the league to win and then finally get to here in golden state and get the job done. But I was, I was pretty stoked on Thursday night when we got that job done. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get straight to the immaculate sports player of the week now. Yeah. Uh, this one's pretty obvious. It's going to be four-time champ, one-time finals MVP, two-time NBA MVP, Stephen Curry for his historic finals uh, series against the Celtics where he averaged 31.2 points, six rebounds, and five assists. We'll talk more about Stephen a little bit, but he's obviously going to be the back in sports player of the week this week. On to the team report, Skyler. Anything going on for the Jets? Uh, not really big things. Just Makai Becton is there at camp like we expected. Uh, I don't know if he's doing great or not. We don't know yet. 
And uh, if you guys heard that uh, Garrett Wilson story online about how he didn't know, you know, the the team dinner you got to buy as a rookie is they're going to run up the paycheck, you know, because they know you got 10 million guaranteed. And it's mm-hmm. not uh, it's not like you're you're paying for some takeout. It's a little different. Yeah, you're not than paying that. for McDee's. You're paying yeah. for some New York's. Oh, yeah. Other than that, not not much going on, which is good at this time of year, usually. Yeah. Uh, not much going on for the Raiders. Uh, biggest thing would be Ndamukong Sue and, and that whole interesting thing that's going on right now. Sue was on NFL Live a couple days ago saying, uh, or people that he's up there with were talking about, hey, uh, like what are teams that like interest you, stuff like that. And Sue said the Raiders are an interesting choice, said how he'd be thrilled to play across or with uh, Jones and Crosby on that defensive line. And obviously, as a Raider fan, getting a guy like that, I think, would definitely help the team for sure because we don't have a lot of uh, interior pass rush. So that's definitely a guy that can go ahead and do that. And that leads us into our favorite number, 93. Let's go. Who do you got? I got to go with the man of many names here. He only wore 93 for a couple seasons, but it's Ron Artest, then the Panda's friend, then Meta World Peace, and now... Dan Meta Standiford Artest. There we go. There <laughs> Interesting go. one. Obviously, uh, most famously known for the the malice at the palace with Indiana. But this is, uh, you know, a guy who was one of the first three and D guys to actually score 20 points per game in a season, you know, uh, starting the transition into three point shooting. So interesting guy. And uh, I know there's a bunch of Hall of Fame football players I could have said, but I like the Ron Artest story. Yeah. This one isn't probably my favorite 93, but just because of the the lack of guys that I wanted to choose here, I'm going to go with the guy who's worn number 93 since 2015 as no other than future Raider Nadamakin Sue. He <laughs> uh, three-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ with the Bucks. not this year, but last year, was on that All-2010s team, Defensive Player of the Year in uh, – or Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2010 – and uh pretty good career for Nomikin too. I don't really know how he falls with the uh, Hall of Fame stuff like that. Uh that should be interesting though once he ends up retiring, but it looks like he's still got another year, another two years in him before he hangs up his cleats, mm. just like his former teammate Gronk did earlier today. But let's go ahead and get into the spotlight now, Skyler. Talk about another guy who played for the Bucks and is retiring now. Yeah, yeah. My spotlight's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. We know the quarterback just retired a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago, officially. And he's joining the Amazon Prime crew. We know now they're taking over Thursday night football. And the one time I did meet Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was super ecstatic. You know, he he got benched and for Bryce Petty for a game. And he was he was just excited to cheer him on, you know, from the sidelines. So we know he's that kind of eccentric guy. And you know, if this channel is going to take over the NFL and become popular, it's important to get guys like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be real interesting seeing a guy like Fitzy in a role where he's going to be talking on TV all the time. Because even though he's had a lot of big moments, I feel like he hasn't had too many moments where he's talking and it stands out. Obviously, he had the time where he was wearing like the Sean Jackson shades and, yeah. and blazer or whatever it was. But besides that, I don't really... I couldn't tell you or what if I know what his, his voice sounds like. So obviously going to get used to that over the next few years. And I think that's pretty cool. My spotlights is going to be about a guy that Skylar's never heard of. 
His name is Max Ferguson. He is a 22-year-old single-A baseball player for the Lake Elsnore Storm, single-A affiliate of the San Diego Padres. He was drafted in the fifth round, 160th overall last year. Went to Tennessee, was on some of those good teams over there the past few years. He currently ranks 15th uh, in San Diego's Padres prospect. So he's a, he's a decent prospect. He's one of the higher priority guys in their system. 22 years old. Like I said before, it's in 234, just above league average when it comes to hitting. Uh, but the reason why I want to talk about this guy is because he has 44 stolen bases this year in 59 games. And that <laughs> leads the minor leagues in general by 10 stolen bases. He's 44 for 47 on stolen base attempts. Uh, so I was trying to find something to, to talk about today. And I was just looking through different stats in the minor leagues and seeing if there's something that stands out. And once I saw 44, I'm realizing, Hey, we're not even in July yet. I should probably talk about that. So maybe a guy that gets called up somewhere in the next couple of years to just steal bases. Maybe he just comes up to play utility infield spot. Cause he can do that as well. He's a pretty solid defender but a prospect to watch that's not a super high prospect in the Padres system is definitely going to be Max Ferguson over the next couple of years. That's a true spotlight. (laughs) Exactly. Never going to talk about him probably ever again. We'll see. Let's get into where's your head at though. We're doing the first half is basketball this week rather than baseball, just like uh, how we did it last week because the finals game last week was fresh on our minds. Yeah. But we got to talk about where does Steph rank amongst all time greats. I was very shocked as a Warriors fan to see, when we won, everything was about Steph on the broadcast. They're like, oh, showing his family, showing him. They weren't showing like Wiggins or Draymond or Clay or those guys nearly as much in this. Uh, it's starting to sink into me why they were doing that because this is a really big legacy ring. And that is leading to the, the question that I feel like everybody who talks basketball is talking about right now. And where does Steph rank amongst these all-time greats? Is he top 10, top five? Is he the greatest point guard of all time? His magic still have him in that. I think it's obviously just those two in the realm of point guards. It's just Steph and magic at this point. But uh, where do you got Steph on your all-time greats list? I think there's uh, maybe 17 guys that are consensus, you know, top guys. It's just the order of them that people argue about, which is kind of, you know, BS in its own way. But I'll give you my top 10 here. I'll just run through it. MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Bird. Russell, Duncan, Wilt, Kobe, and I have Steph Curry at number 10 here, just above Hakeem, Oscar, Shaq, Elgin Baylor, Dr. J. And I really think the the next milestone for Curry here is to pass Kobe Bryant. And I know it's uh, it's going to be a tough subject since he just passed away, but I really think this is the next challenge. The one thing Kobe has on Curry right now is back-to-back finals MVPs. And if Curry does that this year, I think you have to put him above. You know, and of course, right above that is Wilt. And at this point, he's kind of uh, just an urban legend (laughs) because, you know, we don't really know. We got to ask Bill Russell what he was like. And then Duncan is seven. I think that's that's where his ceiling is right there. I think he's he's very close to Tim Duncan. Yeah. Timmy, whenever you're compared to a guy like Tim Duncan, you know, you're in a pretty good spot in your career. Uh, As far as my list, though. I'm going to go off of what Complex uh, just put out last week and see how I think about their order. Uh, So once the Warriors won the finals, they posted this article that night. Uh, So they ranked their all-time 30 best players. And so I'm going to skip 
about half that list and start from 17 and where would I have Steph as far as these guys? Dirk, definitely taking Steph over Dirk. Next up, Charles Barkley. I'm taking Steph over Charles. KG they have at 15, which is a little bit high to me, but I'm definitely taking Steph over him. Hakeem, at this point, definitely going to take Steph over him. Oscar Robertson, same thing. Definitely taking Steph over him. Bill Russell they have at 12, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Obviously, there's a, diff- a couple different ways you can look at it. You can look at how good the player themselves were or you can look at how many times they won and those teams that they were on obviously russell has 11 rings so that's not something steph is ever going to pass but as far as good of a player i definitely probably take steph but i'm completely okay if put him if people want to put bill russell over him mm-hmm. kevin durant i think this one should be unanimous now that steph is has a greater legacy than kevin durant because even on the teams that durant did win with Even though he wasn't carried by Curry, Steph definitely had a big part of that. Uh, They have Steph at number 10, which I think is reasonably okay. Number nine, they have uh, Timmy there. So probably would have had Timmy a little bit higher, but that's okay. They have Wilt at eight. Like Skylar said, it's kind of – we don't really know with Wilt. We're just going based off of uh, random stuff. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Seven is Larry Bird. I don't think I'd put Steph above Larry Bird, so I'm okay with that. Shaq they have at six. Shaq was one of the more dominant or probably the most dominant player ever. So I'm okay with them putting him there. Five is Kobe. Four is Magic. Three is Kareem. Two LeBron. One MJ. I'm putting Steph just below those guys right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, like Skyler said, next up is Kobe for Steph. I think the next one up is Magic. And, and even though uh, Kobe's a bit lower than Magic in the all-time totem pool, I think just to... The position-wise, I think it means a little bit more. And if he gets two more rings, I think you'll pass him up. Obviously, you know, based on my list, the next guy would be Kobe. But, you know, I have Magic and Bird a little higher because they save basketball, you know, air quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's my reasoning. But like I said, you can, especially this top 12-ish, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, as long as you got the top two of uh, MJ and yeah. LeBron there, you can't really go wrong with it. Uh as far as magic goes though, I think it's probably like 80, 20 right now. People are saying magic's better than Steph. Steph's mm-hmm. just got a little bit of recency bias. So it's kind of swayed right now, but I think in general, I'd say 80% of people are going to say magic, uh, that actually like no basketball. If he, they win another one, Steph gets another one. I'd probably say 50, 50, but if Steph gets two more, I think it kind of flips to that 80, 20 Steph over, over magic. And then from there, we two get, more. you got to have them in your top five. Exactly. <laughs> then we get to the part of LeBron and MJ yeah. and those guys, if he gets to six, yeah, for definitely sure. going to be a talking point. Seven. It's obviously a mile away, <laughs> but if he gets a seven then that, that's when he gets into the goat conversation. So yeah. if people want to legitimately say that Steph is the greatest basketball player of all time, I think he's got to get seven rings, which is damn near impossible at this point in his career. But we'll see. You never know. Uh, we always the look into dance. the future, and we're going to do it again here in our next segment where we're doing our way too early NBA playoff teams and finals predictions. We're not going any, okay, seven seed, I got this team, and yeah. they're being this team in the play and all that stuff. We're just giving – our eight teams that we got in the playoffs and our finals prediction. Uh, is there any, we'll go start with the East first. I did mine in a couple different sections. I did teams that are on the bubble 
teams that are for surely getting in and a couple teams that are just out of the playoffs. At least I did that for the East. Uh, for the West, I just have bubble teams and ones that are for sure in. Do you have any teams in the East that you want to talk about before we actually get into uh, teams being in the playoffs? I don't. I just have eight teams, and I can give an explanation if you don't like it. Gotcha. Yeah. All righty. I'll start first with my, my teams that I have on the bubble for yeah. maybe make the playoffs, maybe not. I could see them. They're not for sure. I think there's six teams that are for sure. The two teams that aren't for sure, in my opinion, are the Nets because of Kyrie Irving and all the interesting stuff that's going on with him and Ben Simmons and his health. We don't really know where they're going to go from there. Steve Nash is a terrible coach. I don't think he has what it takes to, to do good in the NBA as a coach. Uh, obviously, they got one of the best players in the league, Kevin Durant, but I think his career is starting to slightly take a decline, even though he's amazing. I just think he's starting to slow down a little bit, and we'll see that a bit more next year. Uh, so he, they're the bubble. They'll probably make playoffs. But, I mean, then again, they did just get swept uh, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And then I also have the Knicks. reason why I have the Knicks is because I think Donovan Mitchell is going to get traded over there. I think he works pretty well in uh, Thibodeau's scheme. I think they're going to get rid of Julius Randle. They could probably get a piece back for him or do what they want to do with that. Uh, and when you got a core of R.J. Barrett, Donovan Mitchell and one other not star, but maybe just a level below star. I think that's a playoff caliber team, especially with the defense that they, they can play if Thibodeau gets them going right. So I got those teams just barely, barely into the playoffs. Yeah. I also have those same two teams in a, you know, I didn't write out this is a bubble team, but I do kind of have an order here, those same two teams, but I'm going to throw Cleveland in there too. Cause there's some injury concerns and roster and money con- concerns too with them, but I do think they're good enough. Yeah. As far as my for sure six Celtics, that one's obvious. Sixers, that one's pretty obvious as well, even though they're not a great playoff team. The Raptors, I think that one's pretty obvious as yep. well. The Bucks is as obvious as it gets. The Heat, pretty self-explanatory too. And then I have the Cavs as a for sure team. Okay. I think if they have remotely close to that same lineup that they had last year, they're going to get in. Garland is, I think he's super underrated. Same thing with Jared Allen. Evan Mobley, what, he's not going to get worse. He's 20 years old, so he's definitely going to continue up in his game and and play better there. I think they got role players that have been around there for a little while now at this point that are going to lock it in and and get going there. Colin Sexton is probably leaving, I think. He's a free agent, I'm pretty sure, so I'd assume he ends up going somewhere else because before he got hurt, it was kind of his team, and now after this point, it's definitely Garland's team. So I would say he leaves, but they find something else and, and get back to the playoffs or not get back to the playoffs because they were in the plan, but get into the playoffs this year. Just They just didn't make it last year because of Allen's injury. Uh, Scott, yeah, I have it? the same. same yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So that East I felt was pretty easy. Yeah. And Knicks were the only team that I was like, eh, should I throw them? The Hawks, what should I do there? But uh, we end up having the same eight, obviously, yeah. like Skyler said. On to the West now. I don't have any teams I really want to talk about before I get into my eight. Skylar, do you got any? I got, so at my bottom here, I got Utah. I just think they're not going to trade everyone at once. I think there's a chance they keep either Rudy or Mitchell, keep one of them and try to uh, completely change the offense or defense, depending on which, which one, obviously, to make them comfortable. So I think that'll be enough to give them an eight seed. 
I I don't I see Utah being terrible. I think in the NBA there's very little point to being a team that just hangs around the middle. I think there's a lot of point to just especially with how drastic the league has changed within the last like seven to eight years of stars moving and super teams and really shitty teams that you got to either be really good or really bad or at least trying to become really good if you're a super young team then you're and you're not quite there yet and the jazz are a team that's going to blow it up in my opinion but the two teams that i have on my like maybe they'll make the playoffs maybe they won't is the lakers one because i feel like it's so uncertain i feel like that team if they're healthy they got uh russ ad and lebron they're all going to be there but we all know how injury prone ad is russ westbrook is kind of mid at this point in his career and then lebron i mean he's an iron man what is he going to be 39 next year? Like he's, he's not some young fella going around. He's not going to play 80 games. He's going to probably play 55 to 60. Uh, so those 20 games or something like that, you got to find those 25 to 30 points that LeBron's going to give you every single night out there uh, in order to win those games. And so I think it's going to be very tough for them to make the playoffs, but I still have them making it. And I also have the Pelicans. Pelicans are a team that if, Everything goes right. They could be in the top three, top four in the West for sure. But things just don't often go right in New Orleans. I feel like that's a pretty common thing between the Saints and the Pelicans is that we don't know what Zion's going to do. We don't know what Zion's going to do. That's really it. If Zion goes full all in, I think the Pels can be pretty good. But we didn't see that all in Zion last year, so... They didn't make the playoffs or they made the playoffs, but just as like a seven or eight seed and got bounced in the first round versus the Suns. On to uh, you got bubble teams that you want to talk about, Scott? Uh, the other LA team, the Clippers, I think just with, with all the injury concerns, uh, you have to have an asterisk next to there. And I Phoenix down here too. Uh, you Phoenix. know, Aiton might be leaving. That might piss off Chris Paul, which might piss off. Who knows? Uh, Bridges got the money and and someone else may not get it because of that. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but I uh, just want to note that I don't think they're they're going to be a, the number one seed again. Yeah. As far as my locks for the West, I got the dubs. We're healthy. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it back, obviously. The Mavs, I think at this point, Christian Wood being added to the roster is a pretty big deal. And uh, just the moves that they made have been pretty good in the past few years. The Grizzlies, they're young and dumb, uh, but they'll make the playoffs. The Nuggets, whether they get rid of Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, some of the things that I've seen have been saying that, or they keep them. If they're healthy, they're going to make the playoffs for sure. And even if they're not healthy, they made the playoffs with uh, Jokic this year. So I see that them for sure getting in. The Suns, I think, are for sure to get in, even if they're not super high seed they still won 65 games so there's a lot of room yeah. for air at least to get into the playoffs so even if they lose a in and maybe there's a little bit of frustration within the locker room i think they're for sure teamed at least get that top six spot uh, and then the last team i got up for sure is going to be the clippers i think they're going to be healthy this year and i really liked the role players this year i think having to play without paul george and Kawhi leonard for most of the year taught those guys how to play in big moments that taught a guy like Reggie Jackson, who had some crazy moments during the regular season, mm-hmm. how to play basketball again. And that taught guys like Luke Kennard and Morris and Ivaka Zubots uh, that they can play big parts on a big team, especially when they get their guys back. 
And there's rumors that they're going to be in on Kyrie Irving if he opts out too. So I don't really don't know how that would work if they had Kawhi, Paul George, and Kyrie Irving probably turn into final favorites once they get to that point. But it's a damn good roster if they're all healthy. So I got them for sure make the playoffs. Yeah. That takes us to halftime. Oh, wait, no, you got you got your eight or six. My bad. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So we, I have Utah, you have New Orleans. That's pretty much it. I have similar locks here. Golden State, Memphis, Dallas, Denver are my locks. And then awesome. the Clippers and Suns would be the next. And yeah. Yes. Awesome. And then uh, who do you have winning it all? Ooh, yeah. Right now, I'd probably say the Bucks over the Dubs. I think that's that's the only team that I see right now that can beat the Warriors would be a very healthy Bucks team. Uh, just because the matchups, man. I mean, he, Wiggins, he's so good, but nobody can guard Giannis like it's Giannis. So I'd say the Bucks over the Dubs. What about you? Okay. As of right now, I may be uh, maybe riding high off of this victory, but I still have the Warriors out of the West. Uh, I think you got to prove that you can beat them. Uh, mm. And I have not beating Philly. I think Philly is that team that's fully healthy. I think they're the best. Uh, other than Milwaukee, like you said, or a mystery team that picks up Kyrie. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard. I mean, even as a Warriors fan, it, if you just take a look at it, like it's pretty hard to not put the Warriors as yeah. the, the West favorite right now, just because they Unless haven't. The Clippers gone, have that crazy, you know, comeback like we did this year. Yeah, there there hasn't the Warriors haven't lost in the Western Conference playoffs fully healthy since 2014. So it's it's been a while. And we're going to be talking about this in 2023. So that'd be nine years at that point. So just saying. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and send it to halftime, though. Skylar, tell me about the College World Series and what's going on. And don't tell me about how Stanford's doing because I know it's not good. I will try not to. Um, <laughs> all right. So interesting first round starting on Friday. We had Oklahoma beating Texas A&M, Notre Dame beating Texas. Those two played each other and Oklahoma won. So now Oklahoma is awaiting the winner of Notre Dame and Texas A&M, which I, I believe Texas A&M won today. Yeah. Yeah. So Oklahoma is facing number five, Texas A&M on their side of the bracket. The winner would go on to the championship. We'll go down to the bottom here. Arkansas, I'm sorry, destroyed Stanford. Ole Miss beat Arkansas uh, after beating Auburn. And I like this one because if you remember from last week, I said, if Texas doesn't win it, I'd like Ole Miss to win it. In the losers bracket, Arkansas and Auburn, that game just started here. Auburn's ranked 14th. Arkansas not ranked, but uh, obviously a crazy high-powered offense for Arkansas. And the winner of this game will play Ole Miss. So we're down to Oklahoma playing Texas A&M and Ole Miss playing the winner of Arkansas-Auburn. If I had to pick a team right now, probably be Ole Miss. Cause they get the double elimination. Um, and I like Ole Miss, man. Mississippi state won the last year. Keep Mississippi going. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Stanley you got Cup. anything else for, uh, for basketball or sorry, uh, for baseball? No, nah, I'm all good, man. What about the hockey talk, man? Okay. Stanley cup. We're three games in all blowouts. These games suck. Mm-hmm. These games suck. The Colorado's up to one. All the home teams have won so far. And it looks like it might stay that way unless uh, we get Colorado winning tomorrow. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm picking the Avs. I uh, 
maybe that's because I don't want to see the Lightning win again. But yeah, pretty good so far. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. I, I I'm not the hockey expert here. Yeah, we don't really have the hockey expert on the show right now. So that's that's Brett. But I mean, I've been tuning in a little bit. I watched the beginning part of the games, and then I realized, hey, this is a this is a blowout. I'm gonna go watch baseball instead, and so it just ends up being that way. I don't know. Oh, this guy's playing good right now, or anything like that. So I'm not gonna tell you or act like I do know that. Yeah. But uh, one thing I do know is that Skyler's got an NBA mock draft because the draft is this week. So how about you tell us about that? All right, the draft on Thursday for the NBA. Awesome. It's back in uh, in in late June. How we like it, and we'll just go through some of the picture. Uh, there's kind of a big three of big men here that are going to decide this draft. I think Orlando has a number one pick so far. It's looking like Jabari Smith for them. Uh, you know, looks like a young uh, Richard Lewis can shoot and play defense at six ten. That doesn't happen very often. Number two, OKC. Their dream pick would be Chet Holmgren, who I have here, big man from Gonzaga. He's like uh, if Rudy Gobert could actually leave the paint would be Chad Holmgren's uh, ceiling here. And then number three, Houston. Houston would love Paulo Bancaro from Duke. I'm pretty sure he would love it too because he can create his own shot. Probably the only guy on here who can, at least for now. Uh, the draft really starts at number four, Sacramento. Uh, we got him going with Jaden Ivey, sophomore from, from Purdue. And, you know, the rest of this draft, it's pretty much – depends on what you're more comfortable with taking a sophomore because it's, it's going to be a big sophomore year because of COVID last year or a European guy. Uh, and there's no secure pick. There's no right or wrong answer, but uh, I'll just read some of the names. Jaden Ivey, sophomore guard from Purdue, Keegan Murray, sophomore forward from Iowa, Benedict Matherin, sophomore guard from Arizona, Dyson Daniels, 19 year old G leaguer. Osamane Diang forward from New Zealand. Johnny Davis, sophomore guard, and uh, Shaden Sharp, a uh, guard who it says Kentucky, but he didn't play for Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> he didn't play a game for yeah. them. So it's uh, very confusing. We don't know what's going on. Maybe we see another Patrick Williams type pick here with AJ Griffin from Duke or Jamie's, Jeremy Sohan, forward from Baylor. Other than that, I'm sticking to the chalk right now because I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how it goes on Thursday. Make sure you uh, follow Immaculate Sports still yeah. on Twitter, and I'll we'll go working. ahead and keep you updated pick by pick uh, yeah. on what's going on, and we, we'll get you covered for that for sure. But there was some big news coming out of the NFL today when future Hall of Fame tight end, five-time Pro Bowler, four-time Super Bowl champ Rob Gronkowski, probably the most notable, biggest name tight end in all of the NFL history, except for maybe Mike Ditka, uh, retired. He, uh, Again. yeah, his, this is his second time retiring. Uh, he threatened retirement another time before when he was traded to lions. I would uh, too. <laughs> so I don't blame him there, but a uh, whole bunch of years in new England for, for Gronk. Obviously we all know about that three time uh, Super Bowl winner over there. And then takes a year off. Tommy, goes to Tampa. So Gronky goes to Tampa and spends a couple years over there. Uh, still puts up great numbers, even though he wasn't the same player that he was in new England and they get a ring in their first year. Last year was obviously a little bit different, but they still got decently deep into the playoffs. 
but down goes Gronk. That's all I got. Uh, and then a couple NBA things as players are deciding their player options right now on if they want to opt in or opt out. John Wall, who was due $47.4 million for the Rockets this year, <laughs> uh, decided to opt in. Uh, I don't blame him. I don't think he's probably going to play another basketball game for the Rockets, but you're going to get paid $47.4 million from a team. I'd probably opt in. Uh, and then P.J. Tucker, who is due $7 million to the Miami Heat, Ops out and we'll test the free market. I think that's an interesting move by PJ. I don't think get paid he's gonna, by Milwaukee or something. I don't think he was already on Milwaukee. That's true. I don't think he's going to get any, any more money though than what he was getting. So pretty interesting deal by him, but uh, I guess we'll see him in the open market. Yeah. Maybe and one of the him. LA teams needs a forward. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Lakers got a lot of old players, so he yeah. fit right in. Anyways, that's going to do it for the first half, though. Let's go ahead and get back to the second half where we're talking baseball. Alrighty, everybody. Welcome back to Where's Your Head At? We're starting off with our player, pitcher, and rookie of the week within the MLB. Skelly, who do you got for your player of the week? My player of the week is going to be Mike Trout here. Finally gets one. Only at 260 this week, but five homers, nine RBIs coming off of that awful stretch. Over 23 or something like that. So it's nice to see that he's back. So he gets to nod over guys who may have done a little bit more. Yeah. Michael Nelson Trout definitely got to get the player of the week for me. Five homers, like Skyler said. He had four game-winning homers in a series against the Mariners <laughs> over the weekend. It was a five-game series, so a little bit different there. But four game-winning home runs nonetheless. So he tormented those Seattle fans up in Seattle over the weekend. And uh, gets the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week, or not the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week, that was Stephen Curry, but the Player of the Week within baseball from me and Skyler this week on our show. Yeah. Uh, next up, Pitcher of the Week. Skyler, who do you got? My Pitcher of the Week is going to be Corbin Burns for getting two quality starts in one week against playoff teams. At the Mets, six innings, two runs, eight Ks, got the win. Against St. Louis, seven innings shutout with 10 Ks. Yeah, I'm going Corbin here too. Two starts, 13 innings, two runs, 18 strikeouts. Skyler yeah. said it in more detail. On to rookie of the week. Rookie of the week's got to be Jake Sawinski from Pittsburgh, right? Six for 14, three homers all in one game against San Francisco. Yeah, me and Skyler go three for three here. I'm going Jack yeah. Sawinski too. Uh, big Is it day. Jake or Jack? I believe it's Jack. My bad, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, three homer game though against the Giants on Sunday, I believe that day was. It's either Sunday or Saturday, but uh, yeah, big hits for the rookie and one of the more underrated players this year. I haven't really heard much about him, but I know he's got like 11 to 12 home runs, so he's he's putting the ball out of the PNC ballpark with regularity right now, and that's yeah, any good player for the Pirates is pretty good, uh, for them. Uh, and we know that they're going to begin one more here soon who just made a season debut yesterday. And that's O'Neill Cruz, uh, 97 miles per hour across the diamond on one of his throws from shortstop. And then his first hit of the year was 113 miles per hour off the bat. That's pretty disgusting. <laughs> so he's, he's a, uh, stat cast built for the stat cast. Era. Like he's a stat cast anomaly. These guys, uh, what's his name? Foolish baseball. This guy's yeah. going to drool all over this guy. Uh, so good for him. Gives us a reason to watch the Pirates games. It was one of the first times throughout this whole year where I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn on the Pirates game. So 
four RBIs in his season debut too, which is kind of crazy. Very nice. Next up, it is mid-June. Uh, so we're about a month away from the All-Star game and it's time to do our All-Star team predictions. Probably do maybe one more of these later on into mm. the year. I'm not too sure. Uh, maybe we'll do an All-Star team in September or once the season ends. And so we just got a full full year of All-Stars. Uh, but we're doing the starters, 15 reserves, 15 pitchers. We're going to start with the AL, uh, if that's okay with you, Skyler. And we yeah. can start with the starters in the AL uh, for pitchers. That is, who do you got? Okay. Uh, I didn't do a great job of evening out starters and relievers. So I'll just it's read. pretty tough. I just did 15 total pitchers. Me too. So I'll read off starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got Shohei Otani, Justin Verlander, Jamison Tyon, uh, Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, all those Yankees, McClanahan, Manoa, Logan Gilbert, Framber Valdez, Paul Blackburn, Martin Perez, Dylan Cease, Tariq Skubal. Yeah. I had nine starters here and I put six relievers. Uh, Shane McClanahan's the starter of the game for me. After that is kind of just who you want to pick. Yeah. I went nest with Nestor Cortez, Alec Manoa, Justin Verlander, Logan Gilbert, Martin Perez, Paul Blackburn, Dylan Cease, and Tariq Skubal. Uh, so I didn't have Tyon. I think that's the only one of your guys that I didn't mm-hmm. have, I believe. But uh, Tyon's a guy that could have been in there, could have not. He just doesn't strike out as many guys as yeah. I wanted. So I decided to put Skubal because the Tigers also don't have anybody else that'd be an all-star, yes. in my opinion. On to the relievers. Skyler, who do you got? Uh, Clay Holmes. And Lopez from Baltimore. Uh, so my bad. I probably should have added some more relievers and one from Kansas City because I'm now realizing I don't think they have a player. So my bad, Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> my relievers are going to be Jordan Romano, Emmanuel Classe, Clay Holmes, Jorge Lopez, uh, Ryan Presley, and Liam Hendricks. Not, it doesn't seem like it's been as good as a year for AL relievers, but uh, – that's 15 pitchers. That, that's kind of the yeah. toughest part to do on the on these teams because there's just a lot of guys that can fall into that spot. Let's get to the position players, though, starting off with catchers. Who's your starter and who do you got in the reserve or reserves uh, for this position? All right. My starting catcher is going to be Jose Trevino. And the reserves, just Alejandro Kirk. I got Alejandro Kirk as the starter. Right now he's – He's definitely going to be voted as a starter. So he he has the third most votes out of any player in, in the American League right now. Uh, if you look throughout all of the voting, Blue Jays are littered all over it. They just vote, vote, vote all the time up there in Canada. Even Santiago Espinal is second in second baseman right now. Uh, but I have Kirk as my starting catcher with Jonah Heim as the backup. I wanted to give it to him, but I just didn't have space for him. It's tough. Uh, first baseman, Skyler, who do you got starting and then who do you got behind them? My starter is going to be Ty France. Had to be. He was our, our quarter season MVP and also have Luis Arias and Vlad Jr. I went with Vladdy as the starter and then I went with Rizzo and Ty France as my reserves. I do think Vladdy's starting to turn it on. So I think he's going to end up being that, that starter once it's all said and done uh, in mid-July. All right. On to second baseman. Uh, my starter is Jose Altuve. And I also think Espinal will be there. 
Andres Jimenez should be there, and Gleyber Torres will probably be there. I have Altuve starting, and then Jimenez and Glaber uh, as the reserves on to third base. Third base, J-Ram as my starter with Rafi Devers there. Too. Yeah. J-Ram's my starter, too. That's one of the tougher decisions between Rafi or J-Ram yeah. uh, as starters. Even though Rafi's been so good, I think everybody's going with J-Ram because he is amazing, uh, and he's just taking the league by storm this year. The Royals did need a, a uh, all-star, so I did decide – to put Bobby Witt as an all-star That's here fair. in his first season, even though he's not hitting crazy, he's got decent speed or he's got great speed, some stolen bases. Uh, he's in the ball for power sometimes. And I, he's finally starting to get it going after pretty slow April on the shortstop. Shortstop. My starters, Tim Anderson. I also have Bo Bichette, Xander Bogarts and Jeremy Pena there. Who's been raking as my Astro. Cause I forgot to put Ryan Presley in there. That's Pretty much why. Uh, we had Verlander. Oh, that's true. Never mind. Yeah, you're, so chilling, you're chilling, Jeremy. On that, that point. <laughs> uh, as far as shortstops for me, I have Tim Anderson, and then I have Bogarts and Pena as the reserves. On to the outfield. All right. My starters for the outfield. Byron Buxton, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout. And reserves, we got Austin Hayes, Luis Robert, J-Rod slash J.D. Martinez as a final vote. Uh, George Springer and Taylor Ward. My three starters are the same as Skyler, Judge, Bucks, and Trout. That's one of the more like unanimous spots. I feel like I think Judge and Trout are clear favorites, uh, and Buxton should be included in those guys as well. And then the reserves, I have Taylor Ward, George Springer, Giancarlo Stanton, Austin Hayes, and J-Rod uh, rounding out those outfield spots there. And then in the DH, Skyler, I think the – the number one guy is pretty clear here, but who do you got uh, as Jordan's reserve? Yeah, it, well, it's, it's J.D. Martinez there because technically he's part of the DH, so that, mm. that would be the guy. Yeah, I have Jordan and I have Otani here. The uh, reason I have Otani as a DH, not a pitcher, even though he's had a better season as a pitcher, is because I wanted to get Tariq Skubal to be an all-star, one of my more favorite guys to watch in the league, so I'm taking Tariq there. I did it the other way around. I was like, yeah, I want to make sure another one of these position players gets in. So I'm moving Otani to pitcher. Well, I also needed to take or put Tyreek in there because uh, the Tigers suck. So they didn't really have anybody yeah. else that I was going to put in. So Tariq had to make it there. On to the National League, Skyler. Who do you got for your starting pitchers here? All right. Starting pitchers, Corbin Burns, Musgrove, Gonsolin, Alcantara, Alcantara. I, I'm not sure what the, what the proper Sandy. pronunciation is. Sandy. Sandy. Tyler Anderson, Cookie Carrasco, Hugh Darvish, Max Fried, Zach Wheeler, Carlos Rodon, Aaron Nola. Again, lots of starters. Yeah. I had Musgrove as my game starter with Sandy, Corbin Burns, Carlos Rodon, uh, Julio Urias. Zach Wheeler, Max Fried, and Miles Mikolas uh, rounding out the group of starters in the National League. On to relievers. Kenley Jansen, Josh Hader, Edwin Diaz, Daniel Bard. Solid. Yeah. Uh, relievers for me, Hader, Taylor Rogers is a lock. Uh, Daniel Bard, Edwin Diaz, Dave yeah. Bednar, 
Brian Helsley and Devin Williams uh, are all guys that I definitely think should be there. I was, I started, I should have started with relievers for national league. I started with the starters and then just filled it up with the, to get the 15 as I was going. Yeah. I missed some of them because Helsley will be there. Of course he will. Helsley will be there. And I think Bednar is definitely going to be there as well. And Devin Williams is kind of on the fence, but then again, he'd be a closer for 28 other teams. I feel like so got to be on there. Yeah. On to the position players with the catchers. Skyler, who's your starter and then who's your uh, reserve or reserves? My starting catcher is going to be Wilson Contreras going with the vote. I like it. And Varsho there for, for the D-backs. And I threw in Tyler Stevenson too because I really like him. Yeah. Uh, Contreras is there for me as a starter. And then I have Tyler Stevenson as the catcher, as the backup. Uh, my Diamondbacks player, you'll see later who that is. But Stevenson's in 300 this year, so I got to put him on that list for sure. On to first base. First base, I'm starting with Polar Pete. I had to do it. He's been so clutch this year. But you may not agree, but I got Goldie, CJ Crone, Josh Bell, and Freddie Freeman. All first basemen going to the All-Star game. So Goldie's got to start for me. I think he's he's one of the more locks of starters in the National League. And then after that, I have CJ Crone. Pete Alonzo and Christian Walker as my last few guys rounding out the first baseman there on the second base. Second base. I got, uh, uh not Ozzy. Sorry. Sorry. Chisholm starting of course. And Ozzy's going to be there too. Those two guys, you know? Yeah. Second base is probably the worst position out of, or NL second base is probably the worst position out of all these different spots to vote on. Cause there's just not a lot of guys. So I only had two guys, Jazz Chisholm and Jeff McNeil. Jazz will start. Third base. Third base starting, it's going to be Manny Machado. I know he's hurt, but he deserves the the nod. And uh, also Arenado, Brandon Drury, Austin Riley. Yeah, I got the same group there. Machado's going to start if he's healthy. I was thinking about putting an asterisk there because he probably won't. uh, It'll end up being Arenado, Riley, or Drury. But those are the other three guys that I got making it besides Manny. On to the shortstop position started and who's reserving i had to start trey turner here it's the best year by far but tommy edmund and dansby swanson are all so mashing so they'll be there i got trey turner as a starter and then i got dansby as the reserve on to the outfielders okay outfield again may not agree with me but starling Marte, jock peterson and juan soto are the starters (laughs) <laughs> no Mookie. Wow. Okay. But Mookie is here too. Don't worry. He's there and he's there with, uh, with Acuna. <laughs> the only five outfielders. Yeah. Damn. So I got, uh, Mookie jock and Juan Soto all starting. Then my not relievers reserves would be Acuna, Ian Happ, Starling Marte, Hunter Renfro and Mark Canna. In my mind, I have like them throwing Josh Bell and Varsho out into the outfield. Uh, so that's yeah, fair. I just Varsho can play everything. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, DH. DH. It's got to be Bryce Harper. Uh, the National League DH was was built for him this year because we wouldn't be able to watch him without him, mm. and he, he's still raking. Also got William Contreras there. He's raking for the Braves too. Yeah, I got the same too with Harper starting too. Uh, 
pretty cool thing though if Contreras, both the Contreras brothers yeah. make it uh, this year. They'd obviously be on the same team, and, and I'm sure they'd find out a way to have them playing at the same time or whatever it's going to be. Mm. So that's a pretty cool situation there. But yeah, those are our uh, All Star Game predictions through June 20th because of January or June 21st games are just starting now. So that's what we got about a month out from the all-star game. And that leads us now to our bets as we close out episode 93, mm-hmm. where last week we had a terrible week. We did not get a single pick, right? My layup is still kind of TBD. I have Tampa takes one in Colorado. They didn't take any of the first two, but uh, they still got a chance in game five and game seven to win one. If mm-hmm. that ends up going to there. So it's still kind of yellow, but it's pretty much red. And then Skyler had Tampa Bay win series at Baltimore. Baltimore got it done, man. They got it done. Yeah. This yeah. week, though, I got the Angels over the Royals on Wednesday. That is a Shohei Otani day. So I'm taking Shohei not to go all the way. It's just rhyming accidental A. Uh, but I got the Angels getting the dub on Wednesday. Okay, I also got a baseball game on Wednesday. I have the A's beating Seattle tomorrow. It's Paul Blackburn. He's on fire. He's facing George Kirby, the rookie. It's on my birthday, so the A's are going to get it done. There we go. Yeah. All right, last week for bold predictions, me and Skyler made some predictions on who's going to win the College World Series, (laughs) and both those teams are already out. I picked Stanford, Skyler picked Texas. This week, though, uh, I have the Giants sweeping the Reds this weekend. That's a three-game series at Oracle Park over the weekend. Reds are struggling. The Giants are starting to get hot right now, even though they just lost last night. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good series for the Giants as they sweep the Reds this weekend. Skyler, what do you got? I'm going to go with the Dodgers to win the series at Atlanta this week. The Dodgers have been a little rough this past couple of weeks, five and five out of the last ten, and – I don't care, though. I think that Atlanta's pitching is going to get really tired being in these one-run games against the Giants this week. Uh, So I'm going with the Dodgers to win the series because they got arms for days. Yeah, that's true. Even if Walker Buehler does get hurt or didn't get hurt because he already did. And the Avs winning the cup, also throwing it on there. It's been every week. so There we go. That is going to do it for episode 93. It's been a short one. We got it done a lot earlier than we did last week because we did it, uh, the show on Monday night at 1130 or something <laughs> like that last week. Even though it's Tuesday this week, it's only 430 right now. So we'll get this one up to you guys in a couple hours. And yeah, that's going to do it for episode 93. So we'll see you in episode 94. We're going to be talking more baseball Maybe a bit of basketball because the offseason should be, I would say, in full swing, but we'll know who's getting drafted where yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. So there's that. Uh, training camps for football start somewhat soon, I'd say, probably about a month or so. So we got that in the we somewhat near future. Here. Yeah, we're going to Stanley Cup. We'll kind of see what's going on there. College World Series, we'll obviously know a lot more about as well. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Go A's. Good ups.